0: Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe, it's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host... Chris Arnzen.
1: Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at IronsharpensIronRadio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Tuesday on the seventh day of March, 2023. And I am absolutely thrilled to have a returning guest back on this program. One name stands out uh, in the last couple of years uh, where my listeners have most frequently nagged me uh, to get this brother back on the program, and his name is Ray Comfort. He is founder and CEO of livingwaters.com. And an experienced apologist and popular speaker. He's the author of over 100 books, including Faith is for Weak People, Anyone But Me, Why Would Anyone Follow Jesus? He's the co-host of the award-winning TV program Way of the Master, which airs across the globe, and the executive producer of several award-winning movies that have been seen by millions, which you can find more about those films at fullyfreefilms.com. Today we're going to be addressing Ray Comfort's latest book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, Living Without Compromise in a World in Need of Truth. It's my honor and privilege to welcome you back to Iron Trump and Zion Radio, Ray Comfort.
2: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you me being, uh, being on your program.
1: Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, brother. And uh, tell our listeners, I mean, it will, I'll be amazed if there are any listeners who are unfamiliar with you and your ministry, But in the event that there are, because keep in mind, we do have on occasion uh, unbelievers that listen. We even have Muslims who listen and uh, Orthodox Jews on occasion. But uh, tell our listeners about Living Waters.
2: Well, um, you might notice a slight accent. That's because I was born twice in New Zealand. I've been living in California for, I think, 34 years, coming up to 34 years. Um, I had an itinerant ministry in New Zealand and I established uh, a ministry called Living Waters down there where we made gospel tracts available to the body of Christ, moved across to the U.S. and uh, in 1989, and things were very quiet for about three years until David Wilkerson called from New York, heard a teaching I do called Hell's Best Kept Secret, asked me to share it with his church, and that opened up doors. And then another well-known ministry uh, asked if he could film the teaching in front of 1,000 pastors, and we did, and he screamed it to 30,000 pastors, and that opened up. More doors for the ministry, which I was thankful for. And then actor Kirk Cameron called just after 2000, uh, 2001, I think it was, and wanted to combine ministries. And then that uh, was birthed our television program called The Way of the Master, which now is in, I think, 190 countries. It's in its eighth season. And we, we thank God for, oh, and our YouTube channel has kind of helped the ministry too. It's got 232 million views. And we're we're astounded at what uh, God has done and the reach that we have with the gospel because of the YouTube ministry.
1: Well, praise God. Uh, the next time you speak to Kirk Cameron, uh, if you could put a bug in his ear that I would love to interview him as well here on Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. I know that he's going to be speaking somewhere locally with Pete Hegseth of Fox News. And uh, I would love to have Kirk on the program. I've already interviewed Pete Hegseth, but have not had uh, Kirk on the program as of yet. So how can our listeners watch Way of the Master?
2: Um, by going to livingwaters.com, you can find the television schedule. I think you just click on television program and it gives a schedule in your area. Um, yeah, that's, that's about what you can do. Or just watch, just be waiting for a day star. And I think it's on 52 networks. Any of those uh, channels and networks do c- carry it.
1: Great. Uh, Well, uh, we have a tradition here on Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. Uh, I I know that you're not a first-time guest, but since the previous time that you were on the program, when you were a first-time guest, you could only spend 15 minutes with us that day, so we did not have you give your salvation testimony or a summary of it as we do with uh, first-time guests as a custom here on Orange Shirt and Zion Radio. And since you didn't do that the last time, if you wouldn't mind, provide for us a summary of your salvation testimony that would include any kind of religious atmosphere in which you were raised and any kind of providential circumstances or a sovereign Lord raised up in your life that drew you to himself and saved you.
2: Yeah, I was a very successful young businessman down in New Zealand, had my own business, my own house and car by the time I was 20 and uh i thought what what's happened next i really had a uh, a solomon experience i had everything i wanted as a young man and, and began thinking this is all futile i'm waiting around to die we're in, a, we're in a holding cell big blue roof good air conditioning good lighting but this life is a holding cell and i remember one night as i looked at my newlywed wife and thought about the fact of her mortality i thought if she dies i've got nothing to live for and i remember weeping and crying out why why, why do we have this thing called death? Which is what Solomon said. And uh, he says, it's all vain because of death. One, one thing comes to all. And six months later, I realized that God heard my cry and delivered me from my fears, saved me out of death, and gave me everlasting life. I read the words of Jesus in Matthew 5. You've heard it said by them of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks upon a woman to lust for her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. And I remember thinking, well, I've not committed adultery, but when I read about lust, I thought, man, I'm, I'm cooked on Judgment Day. I'm in, I'm in big trouble. And that's when I understood the gospel. That's when I understood that Christ died for my sins. And I put my trust in him, was made a brand-new creature in Christ. And since that time, I've been like a man who's found everlasting life. I cannot but speak that which I've seen and heard. i had a gratitude and a zeal for God that's never, ever gone down. It's always been a, a burning fire within me. It's a high-octane fuel that drives me to do as well. And what were the circumstances
1: involving you uh, really believing that you had a call upon your life to enter into an apologetic ministry?
2: Well, for the moment I got saved, I had a concern for my loved ones, for my neighbors, for strangers. And the call upon my life was Mark 16, verse 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so that was the call on my life, to just do what every Christian's called to do, to seek and save that which is lost, and to warn every man may present every man perfect. So um, I, I, an itinerant ministry opened up to me. That's probably what you're referring to. I wrote a book called My Friends Are Dying. It's a book about uh, my friends that died of drug abuse way back in 1977, 78. And that became a bestseller, and I began to get invitations to come and speak at different places, different churches. While I was there, I began to teach how to share your faith biblically, and it's grown from there.
1: Well, praise God. Uh, Before I go into your book, your brand-new book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, Living Without Compromise in a World in Need of Truth, I was just curious what your thoughts were on uh, how you are such a... An appealing Christian apologist, it seems, crossing uh, the spectrum of evangelical Christian denominations and theological positions. Uh, It it seems interesting that uh, people who have even asked me when I'm having you back on the program, they would be Calvinists, they would be Arminians, they would be Pentecostals and Charismatics, and they would be Cessationists. Uh, It would probably, the only people that would be absent from that list are people who have a heretical understanding of the law of God and want it to uh, not in any way, shape, or form be included in their evangelism uh, because that is a a hallmark of, of your apologetic ministry. Uh, But uh, tell us about that. Why do you think it is? I mean, I'll compare you in in a similar fashion to Alistair Begg. For some reason, I've been in radio since the 1980s, and I've had my own show since 2005. Uh, But uh, you two seem to have a, a great appeal to a broad spectrum of Christians.
2: It's the accent. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, right, you both have accents different times.
2: <laughs> I think I'm actually from I'm from Texas and uh, <laughs> I normally talk like this. And so I changed it when I came over here because it's got an appeal to it. Um I think uh, I don't know about Alistair, um, but I love his accent. He's a scoot. Um I have always been quiet about where I stand when it comes to Calvinism and Armenianism and other isms that cause divisions. In fact, I tiptoe through the tulip. I'm very, very careful. <laughs> well, even
1: uh, Alistair, um tends not to use uh, buzzwords and labels like that, even though he is... It, when he exegetes the scriptures, it's obvious, uh, at least to to many reformed Christians that he is a reformed believer but uh, he, he doesn't wear those labels on his sleeve as it
2: were yeah because you're going to cut down you know your audience um, and I want to equip Christians to share their faith I am uh, overwhelmed in horror that people would live without Christ but the fact of them dying without Christ and going to hell consumes 24 hours of my day with just absolute breathtaking horror And I don't want uh, to cut off laborers. My prayer that I pray almost every day is, oh, God, raise up laborers. Raise up laborers who would fearlessly and faithfully preach truths calculated to bring about a revival, as someone once said. And so um, I really want to make sure that I'm uh, not pushing any pet doctrine that's going to cause some sort of uh, division between me and those I want to encourage.
1: Well, I'm going to give our listeners our email address in the event that they have a question for you. It's chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. And please only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Let's say uh, you are in disagreement with your own church over some issues we are going to be discussing uh, from uh, Ray's book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels. Uh, perhaps you're even a pastor and you disagree with your fellow elders or your denomination. We, we would understand that that would call for you to remain anonymous. But if it's just a general question, uh, please give us your first name at least, city and state and country of residence. <clears throat> well, uh, you have chosen for this current book uh, in a day and age uh, when there is so much heresy that has been revived, nightmarish kind of heresies, and, and even to a satanic level in the day that we live in. I'm not saying that there were not uh, eras of history that did not have uh, similar or even worse kinds of things going on. Uh, I mean, when Nero was uh, ruling in Rome, it wasn't exactly a walk in the park for humanity or for Christians especially. But, uh, you know, we, we live in a day and age when, uh, when school systems think they have superior rights over children than the parents do and are uh, trying to... Uh, change the genders of these young children even at times prepubescent children without even notifying the parents and we know of course that nobody can change anybody's gender but uh, the the infanticide rates that are rising across the world and where the rhetoric of the pro-infanticide folks is no longer Uh, We don't know when life begins. No one knows when life begins and it's no longer that it's we don't care if we're murdering a baby Uh, in fact, they will even uh, promote the allowing of a child to die uh, After it is born quote quote accidentally in an abortion attempt, so we're living in some deeply dark days Tell us why you focused on Daniel and his relationship to the culture around him, uh, to, to write a book that would reach out to those living in the 21st century?
2: Well, the book was inspired by atheists. Uh, about a year ago, I saw a T-shirt which said, So many Christians, so few lions. Wow. And I thought, That's- wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. I said, it's about as culturally sensitive as so many Jews, so few Nazi ovens, so many blacks, and so few lynching ropes. And I was angry. I thought, how dare they? In a, in a, in a day and age we're supposed to be culturally sensitive to speak such words of hate? And so I wrote my book out of a righteous indignation. I was angry uh, because I want Christians to rise up in this dark age and let their light shine. And it really is a dark time. Some of the things you mentioned are just horrors that like 15, 20 years ago, we couldn't have dreamed how evil things would become. Uh, and, and leaders that would promote it unashamedly, and we're seeing Romans chapter 1. And, and so there are certain keys to reaching these people. We don't want to write them off. We don't want to say, "Okay, you're an abortionist. I hope you go to hell." Or you're a homosexual. I hope you go to. Hell. We don't want to say that. We love these people. We even love our enemies because we're Christians, and we know that, truly, they're. But for the grace of God, go I. I remember years ago, you know, I'll tell you about the fear of God. What's happening? is that we're, we're in a nation that has lost its fear of God, but that's nothing unusual. Romans 1 speaks of the whole of humanity. There's none that seeks after God. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Sorry, that's Romans chapter 3. No fear of God before their eyes. And so how do you reach a generation that doesn't seek after God and has no fear of God before their eyes? Well, you've heard the old cliche, or maxim, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's just not true. You can make a horse drink. All you got to do is salt his oats, and he's going to want to drink. And there's a way to salt the oats of the ungodly. There's a way to get people desiring to seek after God, and having a fear of God before their eyes. And it's a very simple principle I use. And uh, uh, how long till we go to the break, Chris? Uh, we have about uh, 12 minutes. Oh, 12 minutes before a break. Well, that's good. I can share what I want to share. Um, There's no fear of God before their eyes. And we often, as Christians, say that the fear of God is a reverential fear. It's an awe that we have of God. But I think that's true, but it's much more. And let me tell you why I think it's more than just a reverential fear of God. Jesus said, fear not him who has power to kill your body and afterwards do no more, but fear him who has power to kill your body and cast your soul into hell. Fear him. So what was he saying? He's saying if someone comes at you with a knife they want to plunge into your chest, don't fear that person as much as you would fear God. That's a pretty heavy thing to say. Don't fear when someone's trying to kill you, tell you who to fear. You fear God. And let me try and put that in perspective, if I may, or make it make sense because it's hard to reconcile. When I lived in New Zealand, our police force didn't have guns. They had Sticks. If someone was naughty, a criminal was naughty, that hit him with a stick and it worked. worked (laughs) Now things have changed since that time. Now they use guns. But that gave me an advantage when I came to the US. First time I was open air preaching, and I've been stopped by the police over a dozen times for open air preaching. First time a police officer walked up to me, I looked at him and thought to myself, he's got a gun. He can shoot me to death. If I move too quickly, if he thinks his life is in danger, i got it tracked out of my pocket and he thinks it's a gun, he can legally kill me. And so I've never argued with the police. Whenever an officer came up to me, I didn't talk about First Amendment rights. I didn't say to him, you're a servant of the people, do what I say. I just said, yes or no, sir, what do you want? Not me to move, what can I do? And I've always got on well with the police because I've had that attitude. And it's always been because I know he can kill me. Now, that's what Jesus is saying. It's more than a reverence I have for the police. It's a the knowledge they can kill me. That's what Jesus was saying when he said, fear not him who is power to kill your body. And afterwards, do no more. But fear him is power to kill your body and cast your soul into hell. That's more than a reverential fear. Let me show you how it works. The Bible says Jesus was heard in that he feared. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Um, And uh, it it means so much to me in the sense that when I was a 16-year-old, four years or six years before I became a Christian, I had a very personal experience I'll share with you. I found myself as a 16-year-old unsaved young man with hormones kicking, in long grass at night with a female who was 16 and gorgeous. This was outside a dance, in the back of a dance hall. And as we lay there, my intentions were not honorable. But she said something, only five words, that rocked me, that put the fear of God in me. And all she said was this, as we lay there, you know what? God's watching us. And I stood to my feet and I said, oh, yeah, okay, well, let's go back inside. It was like a bucket of ice <laughs> water was dropped on me from the heavens. And I look back and I say, oh, thank God for his fear, because that was the fear of the Lord that she put in me. And the Bible says, through the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. I departed from evil. I could have got her pregnant. I could have shamed her family, shamed my family, I even instigated an abortion. And I didn't because the fear of the Lord brought me to my senses. And I still have that fear, that more than a reverential fear, and it's that fear that keeps me from looking at the uh, pleasure of pornography. It's that fear that stops me listening to gossip through the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. And that's a healthy fear, and that's what's missing from the lives of many professing Christians. I mean, you talk to them how they talk. They'll say, you know, I've got a a pornographic problem. I've got a problem with porn. No, you don't. You have a problem with a lack of the fear of God. I say, would you ever read pornography and look at pornography at the front of a church? They say, no, I'd never do that. Not in God's house. That's because they don't understand that the eye of the Lord is in every place beholding evil and the good. He's as much in their bedroom as they, he is in a building that we erroneously call a church. And it's the fear of the Lord the church needs to keep us from sin. It's the fear of the Lord that we need to keep us on the straight and narrow. And it's the fear of the Lord that's needed in this generation. We need to put the fear of God... In this generation that thinks thinks it's okay to kill babies, thinks it's okay to have sexual perversion and and, and roll in the mud of sexual sin, there's a way to put the fear of God in them, and I'll, I'll mention what it is. I have two keys that help me do that, and I can mention it a little later if you remind me. Okay, well, let's
1: have you give those two keys when we return from our first break. And once again, if anybody has a question, we do have people waiting to have their questions asked and answered already. But if you'd like to get in line, uh, send us an email to chrisarnzen at gmail.com. C H R I S A R N Z E N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Ray Comfort. And so many lions, so few Daniels.
3: James White of Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arns of Iron Sharp and Zyron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code g 3 isir for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Hi,
4: I'm Brian McLaughlin. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnson's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off site viewing and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit SecureComGroup.com. That's Group. Securecomgroup. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron radio on the air.
5: Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We're devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com.
6: Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known, and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com, check out the vast array of all-natural handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48 and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com where the standard is the standard.
1: Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to
3: the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice.
6: Pastor Tom Buck, of First Baptist Church of Glendale, Texas. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent
0: Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice.
7: I'm Andrew Rapport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Rimaldi, Pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee. And the NASB is my Bible of choice.
6: I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Primeville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon. And the NASB is my Bible of choice.
8: I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larchville, Pennsylvania. And the
9: NASB is my Bible of choice.
1: Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air pastors are your pew bibles tattered and falling apart consider restocking your pews with the nasb and tell the publishers you heard about them from chris arnson on iron sharpens iron radio go to nasbible.com that's nasbible.com to place your order
9: Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society Jewelers of America and the Gemological Institute of America for the perfect custom designed engagement ring or any one of a kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications Royal Diadem Jewellers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step by step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewellery design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they are continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit RoyalDiadem.com. That's RoyalDiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewelers, his wife, Bronnie, his business partner and manager, Brian Wilson, and the entire family, thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio.
1: And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry to an Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listener who mentions to them that they heard about RoyalDiadem.com from Iron and Iron Radio. So whether you're purchasing a piece of jewelry that they have in stock at RoyalDiadem.com for $100 or more, or if you're having a custom-designed piece of jewelry like an engagement ring, like turning your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo, or perhaps you're a friend of Ray Comfort and you want to give him a Living Waters logo piece of jewelry, whether it's a pendant for a necklace or a ring, whatever your imagination and creativity can conjure up, RoyalDiadem.com are truly masters at the art of custom-designed jewelry. I've seen what they do firsthand. Uh, One of the sons of the woman who led me to Christ had a cross pendant for a necklace created by RoyalDiadem.com, and it is absolutely stunning. It's breathtaking. Uh, So whatever it is you'd like to uh, purchase, whether it be something they have in stock or a custom-designed piece of jewelry, please go to RoyalDiadem.com and go as soon as you can, because, as I said, For a limited time, we will receive 100% of the profits from any sale valued at $100 or more to an Iron Sharp and Zion radio listener. That's RoyalDiadem.com, RoyalDiadem.com. We have no idea when they're going to pull the plug on that offer, so please go to that website as soon as you can and mention Chris Arnson of Iron Sharp and Zion radio. We're now back with Ray Comfort. We are discussing his book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, Living Without Compromise in a World in Need of Truth. And Ray, right before the break, you said you had two principles that you wanted to set forth. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it had to do with uh, putting the fear of God into uh, the, the mission field where you are endeavoring to bring the gospel.
2: Yeah, um, I'll just mention first there's a way to put the fear of God in ourselves. Um, number one is to move to Texas during a thunderstorm. Um, <laughs> and the second is to have a great understanding of Scripture. Just really understand that God kills people He doesn't like. So that sounds terrible. Well, He didn't like what a man did in Genesis 38, and He killed him. It was something sexual the guy did. And uh, Ananias and Sapphira, He didn't like what they did, and He killed both of them for telling one lie and lying to the holy spirit and if you read the book of revelation it can put the fear of god and make your hair stand up the back of your neck when you see god is going to pour his wrath on the earth you read the book of jude and the book of peter there's some verses that just really shake you and say man god really is to be feared when moses said i want to see your glory and god says you can't see me and live he says, i'll tell you what i do this is a comfort paraphrase I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put you in the cleft of a rock. And we know this is a type of uh, salvation that God hides us from his wrath in the rock of ages. Cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. But then we see something quite interesting. It says, and God let all his goodness pass Moses by. It was the goodness of God that would kill Moses. In the same way, if a judge is good, he'll be wrath filled in a man who has raped an 11 year old and strangled her to death. If he's a good judge. He'll be furious and bring down that gavel on wrath. Well, God is so angry at sinners, not sin, but sinners. It's sinners that commit sin. We can't divorce the two. His wrath abides on us, and every time we sin, we store up His wrath. And it's a great thing to do if you want to put the fear of God into an unsafe person, just explain what death actually is. Most unsafe people think that death is natural, and you've just got to yield to it because death happens to everyone. It's just part of life. No, it's not. The Bible says death is wages. It's punishment from God. The wages of sin is death. In other words, God is paying us in death for our sins. Like a judge looks at a heinous criminal that's committed multiple murders and says, you've earned the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what's due to you. This is what we're paying you. And you explain to an unsay person that sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given them the death sentence. They're on death row. They're under capital punishment, and their death will be evidence to them that God is deadly serious about sin. That widens the eyes. I, I do it almost daily with unseen people, and I see their eyes widen. For the first time in their life, they understand why they're going to die. They understand how holy God is and that they're in big trouble and they need a Savior. So that's how to put the fear of God in someone. And then there are two keys that I I use to help my own fear of man, and that is this. Number one is the knowledge that every non-Christian has a conscience. We're different from dogs and cats and horses and cows and elephants and giraffes. None of those animals have what we have. They have, in a sense, some sort of knowledge of right and wrong but not by humanity humanity is made in the image of god and we demand that justice is done that's why we set up court systems that's why we have judges and juries because if a man commits murder something in us says this is wrong and that person should be punished and we will chase chase criminals that have committed serious crimes to the end of the earth to bring them to justice so i know every human being It's made in the image of God, and they have a knowledge of right and wrong. The work of the law is written in their heart, the conscience bearing witness. Conscience means with knowledge. Con is with, science is knowledge. So when I say to them, you know it's wrong to lie, don't you? They say, yes. You know it's wrong to steal. They nod in affirmation. Even if they're an atheist, you say, You know it's wrong to commit adultery and wrong to murder. Why? Because the work of the law is written on their heart, the conscience bearing witness. So when I do what Jesus did and open up the commandments, as he did in the Sermon on the Mount, or when he spoke to the rich young ruler and named five commandments, I know the conscience is doing its duty and bearing witness. So that is my first key or what I use to help bring my fears down. Brother, you're frozen on my screen. Does that mean I'm not being heard by you? You are being heard perfectly. Can you hear me? Okay, so you can you can stay frozen on my screen and I'll um so I'll just realize that's how you are. Some are frozen, many are cold. <laughs> key... Since I'm frozen, <laughs> you already know I'm a
1: Calvinist. But
2: anyway. <laughs> yes. Second key that I have to dissipate my fears and build my confidence is is not only does this person have a knowledge of right and wrong and intuitive knowledge that God has given them, but I know they have a will to live. God has placed eternity in their hearts. There is something in them that's different from a dog, cat, horse, cow, giraffe, whatever. They're a human being, and God has placed eternity in their heart. Something in them says, oh, I don't want to die. It's their will to live. In fact... Hebrews 2, verse 14 and 15 tells us that every human being is haunted all their lifetime by the by the um, fear of death. The fear of death haunts them. It's always on their shoulder. The grim weeper the grim reaper is waiting to cut them down, and they know it. And so I can appeal to that, and I do so by, ask, by, by asking this one question. I say, you're well-read. This is speaking to a non-Christian. I go out twice a day usually to a local college and film people for our YouTube channel, which has just passed 232 million views. We're thrilled to say what a wonderful opportunity it is to get the gospel to the lost. This is what I say to them. I say, are you well-read? And I say, yeah. So you're you you you're educated. Mm-hmm. So what's the biggest-selling book of all time? They say, well, boy, Harry Potter? I say, no, no, that's left in the dust. The Bible is the world's biggest-selling book of all time. The Bible is the... Um, the instruction book that God gave to humanity, the Old Testament, God promised to destroy death, and in the New Testament, it tells us Harry did it. Do you know that? And they say, No, I didn't know that. The Old Testament, God promised to destroy death, and the New Testament, we're told Harry did it. That's enough to perk the interest of an unsaid person. doesn't matter if they're atheist, agnostic, religious person, self-righteous, whatever. They're going to lift up their ears when they hear the Old Testament. God promised to destroy death. New Testament tells us how he did it. That's appealing to the will to live. Jesus did it in John chapter 4 with a woman at the well. He said, If you knew who it is that's speaking to you, you you'd ask of him and he'd give you living water. She was in violation of the seventh commandment and he appealed to her will to live, which is so strong. And so that's what helps me be bold. You watch how a waitress approaches a table in a restaurant. She may look from the side of the restaurant and see a table of four businessmen wearing three-piece suits and carrying very important-looking cases, little suitcases. She said, man, they're wheeling and dealing millions of dollars. So she say to herself, oh, I can't butt in. They're, they're, they're talking important things. Now she just walks up and says, can I take your order? Why is she so bold? Well, she knows she has what they want. They're there to eat food, and so she's bold because she knows she has food. And we have what this world wants. If they only knew that we have everlasting life in Christ, if they only knew this isn't some weird religion or self-righteousness or stupidity, but realistically, absolutely, we have everlasting life in Christ. The very source of life comes to dwell in the Christian and death is banished when the Holy Spirit makes that his dwelling place. If they knew what we had, they'd ask us. And this is what Jesus said in John chapter, chapter 4 with a woman well. If you knew, you would ask. If she only knew. And so what we have to do is let the world know that we have something that they want. We have everlasting life in Christ. And the way to do it is by appealing to that will to live, and say, you've got to listen. If there's one chance in a thousand that Jesus Christ has abolished death, as the Bible says, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, you owe it to your good sense to listen. So that's when I say, okay, let's see if if God is justified in giving you the death sentence. Do you think you're a good person, or are you so evil that God is justified in putting you to death? And they usually say, no, I'm a really good person. I am morally. I'm a good person. That's because the Bible says every man will proclaim his own goodness, just like the rich young ruler. And that's when the Ten Commandments come in and show him himself in truth that he needs a savior.
1: Praise God. Uh, we have uh, some listeners who are itching to have me read their questions for you. Uh, let me start with Grady in Ashboro, North Carolina, who happens to be a very faithful listener to this show and a very generous supporter of the show. Uh, greetings, brothers. Ray, about a year ago, I had the opportunity of having brunch with Oscar when he was in North Carolina. And listening to your podcast, I've noticed you have surrounded yourself with godly young men, EZ, Mark, Oscar, Eddie, and others. It's so encouraging to see these younger people following our Lord Jesus Christ, Thanks for setting an example for all of us to surround ourselves with accountability partners. You forgot to mention your school of biblical evangelism, when I recently com- which I recently completed. I found your method of sharing the gospel very effective as long as we stick to it. And here's his actual question. My question is, how do you follow up with someone like me who travels a lot? I drive a tractor trailer and share with truckers that, like me, don't stay in one place too much. I'm not really sure what he means by how do you follow up with someone like me. I know what he's saying. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's I have the same dilemma. If I share the gospel with someone, how do I follow up? Well, the, the fact is I don't. I really don't believe in follow-up, uh, the modern concept of... Uh, Following someone that's made a decision for Christ and making sure they're doing okay. The reason for this is based on what Philip the Evangelist did with the Ethiopian eunuch. He left him in the desert. Just the Spirit of God actually whisked Philip away. And the Ethiopian eunuch was left in the desert after he'd been baptized. All he had was God and the scriptures. How could he survive? Well, God was able to keep him from falling and present him faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. He's able to save to the uttermost those that come to God by him. So if you share the gospel with someone, you don't have to follow them up. But this is what I do. I give literature to people that I've prayed with that have said, open their heart to the gospel. But I I don't follow them up, and this is why. Um, I'm coming up to 74, and I'm married. I love my wife, and it's not prudent for me to ask a teenage girl... Can I have your email address or your cell phone number? I want to follow you up. That's just not right. And even with guys I've just witnessed to, I I, I don't want to uh, impose upon them after I shared the gospel with them, prayed with them. Can I have your phone number? I want to follow you up. No. I give them uh, a book I've written called Scientific Facts in the Bible, which gives credibility. It's 101 scientific facts or facts that will... ...give you credibility, or give the Scriptures credibility in your eyes, and they're they delighted to receive that. I give them another little booklet called Save Yourself Some Pain, which is eight principles of Christian growth, water baptism, fellowship, etc. And then I give them something else. It's a Gospel of John that's shaped like a bundle of 100 million hundred hundred dollar bills and they're delighted with that so I said that's God's love letter to you that little booklet will help you grow in your faith and that the other one will burst your faith in God's word so that's what I do and that's what uh, our friend can do Grady
1: guess what Grady you have won a free copy of so many lions so few Daniels living without compromise in a world in need of truth by our guest Ray Comfort. Comfort compliments of Baker Books and compliments of Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, CVBBS.com, who will ship that book out to you free of charge. Uh, Let's see here. We have Arnie in Perry County, Pennsylvania, who wants to know, is there any significant difference that you have recognized from the mission fields of the United States and the mission fields of New Zealand?
2: No, not at all. Um, New Zealand isn't as saturated with the gospel as the United States is. I remember Paris Reedhead once said, if he had his way, he'd have a moratorium with preachers and tell them to preach the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, the justice of God, the wrath of God for two years and then he said, don't mention john three sixteen don't even don't even mention it just when it comes to whisper the gospel because America is gospel hardened almost everybody i speak to says yeah john 3:16. yeah I, i've given my heart to jesus i've been born again six times america's been saturated with the gospel new zealand isn't so there was that difference i think new zealand had one christian radio station when i was there uh, radio rima and it took 13 years to get a license wow last time i checked there was like five thousand i'm not sure christian radios wow or something that's huge amount of anywhere, that might be Christian bookstores, but I know America has is, is, is kind of become gospel hard. There is that difference. However, there's no difference in those I witness to. Everyone has a conscience, everyone has a will to live. In fact, we went to Europe about eight, ten years ago and preached the gospel in 13 countries in 13 days and filmed 13 episodes uh, during those um, 13 days for our television program just to illustrate that God has made everybody the same. It's the same make. We've got the same maker. Everyone has a conscience. Everyone has a knowledge of the commandments. Everyone has a will to live. And so through that series, we illustrated that you can, you can, you've got to be culturally sensitive when you speak to a Hungarian or Russian or a Japanese person or a French person, but everybody's exactly the same. We're human beings made in the image of God.
1: Arnie, guess what? You've also won a free copy of So Many Lions, So Few Daniels. Make sure we have your full mailing address so that CBBBS.com, Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, can ship that out to you. And we want to thank, once again, Baker Books for being so generous by providing us with a limited number of free copies. Uh, I'll have time for one more question before our break. Uh, We have Ronald in eastern Suffolk County, Long Island, New York who says some Christians approach evangelism as we are entering into a mission field. Some view it as a battlefield. Some view it as both, as I do. If you agree with me, how do we balance those two, uh, what seem to be opposite truths?
2: Well, they're not really. You just go out in the mission field armed for battle because you're going to get a battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirit, spiritual wickedness in high places. So make sure you've got your shield of faith up, you've got a helmet of salvation on, you use the sword of the Spirit, and your feet are shod with a preparation of the gospel of peace. <clears throat> we're soldiers of Christ, and so we should be always armed for battle, and we should always be praying, praying before we go, praying when we go, and pray after we go, uh, because of this battle we're continually in. So it's a mission field, but it's a battlefield at the same time.
1: Amen. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Ronald. And you, you have also won a free copy of So Many Lines. So if you, Daniels, uh, make sure we have your full mailing address so that you can receive a copy from cbvbs.com. And thanks again to Baker Books for being so nice to us by providing us these copies. Uh, also, we have, uh, I guess we have time for one more. Before the break, that is. Uh, We have Cindy in Findlay, Ohio. I believe she's asking a cheeky question. Do you use that phrase as they do in the U.K.? Cheeky. Um, Cindy says, good afternoon, Ray and Chris. Ray, I'm your biggest fan. Do you think God is sovereign in salvation, and can you elaborate? I guess she's trying to uh, (laughs) squeeze out of you your theological identity.
2: I think I can do it, Cindy. Um It is cheeky, and uh, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I believe God is utterly sovereign. I believe that we have as much to do with our eternal salvation as Lazarus had with his raising from the dead. He was dead. He stunketh, as the King James Version said. And when Jesus spoke to him, he came alive, and then. He, of his own free will, responded. He could have laid in that tomb and said, I'm not getting out a like lying here stinking, and I'm just going to stay in this tomb. Well, I believe God has called our name, he saves us. I have no problem believing that no man can come to the Son unless the Father draws him. I totally believe that salvation is of the Lord. But at the same time, I believe that God's given us a free will to either lie in a tomb of sin or respond to him. He makes us come alive, and we respond. So I think it's, uh, it's uh, the sovereignty of God and, and free will. I think Calvinism, Arminianism, that's like two, two wings of a plane. If you take one off, uh, you're going to crash. And so I like to think of myself as a Calvinistic Armenianist and tiptoe through those tulips, as I said. I remember remember
1: Walter Martin uh, described himself in a similar fashion. Uh, By the way, Cindy, you've also won a copy of the book. Uh, We're going to our midway break right now. Keep in mind, folks, the midway break is always longer than the other breaks because Grace Life Radio, 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida... (laughs) requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show because the FCC requires of them to localize geographically Iron Sharpen's Iron Radio to Lake City, Florida, and they do so by airing their own public service announcements while we simultaneously air our globally heard commercials. Please use this time wisely by responding to as many of our advertisers as you can, and when you can't purchase anything, please at least thank our advertisers for sponsoring this program. We cannot exist without them. And send in your questions to Ray Comfort at chrisarnson at gmail.com. Chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least, city and state, and country of residence. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with Ray Comfort after these messages.
3: James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vodie Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arns and Environment Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code g 3 S I R for your 30% discount off the registration fee.
1: blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listeners from all and over I'm the world. The Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft.
10: I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listener here in Athy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpen's Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpen's Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a purely biblical church unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcroft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger category. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the Apostles and Prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the Reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit HeritagePresbyterianChurch.com. That's HeritagePresbyterianChurch.com or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a tie in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you.
1: near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when you're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones, financial advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com, that's edwardjones.com, or call 717-258-4688, 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today.
11: If you love Iron Sharpen's Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Hansen is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air.
12: This is Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent autonomous body of believers, which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our Sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ, today and always.
13: Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com.
1: Sharpens Zion Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Zion Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper,
7: President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran
2: Church in Tonawanda, New York. And the NASB is my Bible of choice.
6: I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia. And the NASB is my Bible of choice.
10: I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada. And the NASB is my Bible of choice.
5: I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice.
3: I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice.
0: I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of
1: choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB and tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order.
14: I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God, like the dear Saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reform Baptist Church, go to Reform li.net that's Hope Reformed, li.net or call 631-696-5711 that's 631-696-5711 tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Quorum, Long Island, New York that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron
15: Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words
7: of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio.
1: And please, folks, always remember to make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all of your gift-giving needs. They bring back into print and also publish for the first time nothing but the finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our modern day, including such contemporary authors as Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. So visit solid ground frequently, purchase generously. Always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpen's Iron Radio. Before I return to Ray Comfort, our guest today, who is discussing his new book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels Living Without Compromise in a World in Need of Truth, published by Baker Publishing. Uh, We just have uh, some other very important announcements to make. First of all, if you love this show, folks, and you do not want it to disappear from the airwaves, I'm asking you, please, to go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer snail mail, mailing a physical check to a physical address, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at dot where you can mail those checks made out to Iron Zion Radio. If you want to advertise with us, whether it is your church, parachurch ministry, business, or perhaps it's just a special event, uh, please send me an email to Chris at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. As long as whatever it is you desire to promote is compatible with what we believe here, you don't have to believe identically with me, but you need to be promoting something that, that's at the very least compatible with what I believe, then please send me an email to chrisarnson at com and put advertising in the subject line. We are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations. Also, folks, please remember, I never want any listener in my audience to cut into the giving that they have set aside for your own church where you are a member in order to give us a financial gift. Never do that, please. And also, if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, please wait till you are financially stable and back on your feet before you send us a financial gift. Two things that are very clear in the Bible about finances is that we are commanded to provide for our churches and our families And providing for my radio show is obviously not a command of God. But if you love the show and you don't want it to disappear, you have extra money in the bank collecting interest above and beyond your ability to obey those two commands I mentioned, providing for church and family. You have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes. Well, please share some of that money with us if, indeed, you love the show and don't want us to disappear. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click click to donate now. I also want to remind all men in ministry leadership that the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio free pastor's luncheon is coming up on Thursday, April 13th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Lloydsville, Pennsylvania, absolutely free of charge. Not only will you be able to hear two excellent speakers proclaim the word of God and special messages intended to encourage men in the ministry, But everyone in attendance uh, is also obviously going to be fed for free and you're going to be leaving with a free sack of books, a heavy sack of books, including donations uh, that I have specifically requested, books that I have specifically requested from publishers all of the United States and the United Kingdom uh, who are already shipping those books to us to, to stuff in those sacks and have you go home with probably a couple of dozen free books And uh, we would just love for you to be there if you're a man in ministry leadership. There's no charge for anything, no ulterior motive. This was a luncheon that was started by my precious late wife, Julie, in the 1990s. And I continue it to this day in her memory and in tribute to her. The three days following that uh, free luncheon, uh, we will also have a three-day Bible conference at a different church that will be Grace Bible Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, The two speakers are Dr. William Webster, who is a Banner of Truth author and pastor, and also Reverend David T. King, who is a Presbyterian pastor in Katy, Texas. They are also co-authors of a major three-volume work. Uh, So we hope that you will join us not only for the free luncheon, but the free three-day Bible conference. Unlike the luncheon that is only open for men and ministry leadership, The three-day Bible conference is open to everyone, men, women, and children. Uh, So we hope that you will email me uh, a registration, a free registration uh, for either or both of those events. Send it to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnsen at gmail.com, and I will send you back all of the details that you need to attend either or both of those events. Finally, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically faithful, theologically sound, doctrinally solid church, No matter where on the planet Earth you live, I have extensive lists spanning the globe of biblically faithful churches, and I've helped many people all over the world find churches that are solid and sound and Christ-honoring, sometimes within just a couple of minutes from where they live. And if you are without a church home, that may be you too, no matter where on the planet you live. Send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put I Need a Church in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in a question to Ray Comfort. On his book, So Many Lines, So Few Daniels, Living Without Compromise in a World in Need of Truth. Uh, Ray, uh, why don't you continue on with a couple more points on how we uh, can or should imitate Daniel in this uh, world in need of truth uh, by living for Christ without compromise. And then after you uh, share a little bit more content from your book, I will go to some more listener questions.
2: Yeah, I would like to um, share a couple of principles that would be helpful when it comes to the subject of abortion or the subject of homosexuality or other things that are contentious issues that tend to get the lion showing their teeth. I know that when I became a Christian, I became pro-life in a split second. The moment I was born again, abortion was abhorrent to me. The moment I was born again, I I knew what was right and wrong, one man, one woman. Why? Because God has written his law upon my heart, and he causes me to walk in his statutes. And so what we've got to remember is our greatest weapon when it comes to these social issues is not to argue pe- argue with people about them, but to preach the gospel as Jesus commanded us to, because that's the answer. See, our, our our agenda is not to create a society where there's harmony. So we go back to the 1950s when you didn't lock your, your car door or your house door. Everybody was living in harmony. Most people believed in God. The Ten Commandments were upheld as a rule to live by. Not saying the whole nation was Christian, but there was a fear of God, a semblance of the fear of God within the nation. We don't want to return America back to that state so we're all living in harmony, and there's no contention, but everyone's going to hell. Our agenda is to make sure that we proclaim the gospel to every creature, and when someone comes to Christ, the fruit of that will be that they will Love the things that God loves and hate the things that God hates. And that's the train or that's, the, that's what follows. That's the carriages that follow the train of the gospel. So never forget your agenda is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And often I touch on the subject of homosexuality or touch on the subject of abortion with people, but it's always with the train of the gospel going first.
1: Praise God for that. Um, We have an anonymous listener who says, earlier in the program you mentioned that the belief that death is just a natural part of life is a heretical idea. How do we approach those tender and delicate situations where we have a loved one who is dying of a terminal disease with hospice care in the home or perhaps they are in a hospice facility. One of the hallmarks it seems to me from what I've experienced of hospice is that most hospice workers say that very thing to those in their care who are dying, that death is just a part of life and that they should not fear it and that they should just embrace it no matter what spiritual condition they may be in because many of these people are not Christians themselves or have a false spirituality. How do you approach the situation? How bold should we be with hospice workers when they are telling our loved ones who are dying this lie?
2: Boy, um, that's a very uh, very good question. Um, we should always be afraid of that which could kill us and which can kill us, and death is going to kill us. So it's good to have a fear of death because you'll get out of its road if you're on a freeway. You don't just roll over for trucks heading for you. You get off the freeway, and everything within us says, we've got to get out of the road of death. And that was the thing that brought me to Christ. I thought, I seem to be in a line of people stepping off a cliff and dying. Is there any way to get out of this line? And I found the way out. So we as Christians can boldly proclaim that Jesus Christ has abolished death. uh, When it comes to, let me just firstly mention my thoughts about, sharing the gospel with a loved one that's unsaved our vehicle of our YouTube channel is very exciting and this is why I say it's exciting people write to me and say oh I wish you could preach the gospel to my loved one I've just watched one of your videos where you share a gospel with an atheist he's backslid from his atheism and opened his heart to the gospel. This is wonderful. Oh, I wish you would come and talk to my brother about that. Well, I don't need to because they can watch the video. That's the exciting thing about YouTube. It's got a share button, but if you do share this with a loved one, don't say to your unsaved loved one, I want you to watch this. No, that'll that'll get the bristles up. They'll be defensive. Instead, say something like this, I need to know what you think of this. That is completely different from, watch this, to, I need to know what you think of this. I'd love to know what you think of this. You are appealing to his intellect. You would like his opinion, which is what you want. But you also want him to hear the gospel, the full biblical gospel, and without a, 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 without feeling intimidated. You see, it's not me standing with a sweaty brow, holding a Bible, pointing the finger at the, ca- at the camera. I am not even on camera. You just see an unsafe person and you see their reaction to questions like, are you afraid of death? Do you ever think about the afterlife? These sort of questions. You know, my dog intuitively recognizes other dogs. I never got an encyclopedia with pictures of dogs and said, these are dogs, there's a Great Dane and there's a Chihuahua, they look different, but they're your kind, so make sure you recognize them when you see them. No, there's an intuitive understanding. As soon as the do- my dog sees a cat, yeah, an enemy. as soon as he sees a dog, oh, 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 that's fascinating. And he's he's fascinated by his own kind. He recognizes a Chihuahua and a Great Dane. He's never even seen pictures of them, but he knows they're his, his kind. Well, we're the same as human beings. I, I don't know if you ever watched a, a football game and they swing to the crowd and you see a whole crowd of people, they do a zoom up, and you'll turn to, the, to your loved one and say, that looks like Uncle Arthur. Oh, look at that lady's <laughs> You know? We are fascinated by other human beings. Well, here you could be fascinating watching YouTube, and you can be a fly on the wall as you watch another human being respond to the question: Are you afraid of death? You know, are you? Have you? Are you doing? Are you doing anything about it? Do you think there's an answer? Do you believe in God? And so that's why we've got 232 million views, and you can use this as a vehicle to share with your loved ones by passing it on and saying, I'd love to know what you think of this. Remember, don't say, watch this. That's offensive. Just say, I'd love to know what you think of this. And that's a very powerful way to do it. And you could do it even with these workers that work at the um, hospice. Just say, hey, look, here's a website. Uh, it's called livingwaters.com they have videos, just go to Living Waters uh, YouTube, Living Waters YouTube and let me know what you think of those, because it's always talking about what happens after after people die.
1: By the way, uh, listener, uh, anonymous listener, uh, I've experienced a very similar thing uh, while my own mother was uh, dying, and uh, I uh, evangelized the hospice workers that were taking care of my mother, and I gave them each a copy of uh, Surprised by Suffering by the late R.C. Sproul, and also uh, Trusting God Even When Life Hurts uh, by, oh, and I don't know why his, his uh, name just skips my memory right now, a very beloved author whose works I cherish. Oh, Jerry Bridges, that's right. Also the late Jerry Bridges, they're both in heaven now. Uh, But those are just two excellent books that I have found to be very helpful when evangelizing not only people themselves who are uh, perishing or who have been diagnosed with a very serious or terminal illness, but also those that love those people. So I just wanted to throw that out there.
2: Can I throw something out there Oh yeah, sure, definitely. We have a very popular little booklet called How to Be Free from the Fear of Death, When I first put it out, I thought, boy, I wonder if this is just too on the nose, you know, it's how to be free from the fear of death. If we sell 10,000 booklets in a month, that's pretty good. This thing sold, I think, 150,000 in the first month. And when I've given it out, no one's been offended because everybody's thinking about it. We don't talk about it, the fear of death, but we think about it in the quietness of our heart. We've also got a book, a full book. It's a very classy-looking book called How to Be Free from the Fear of Death, which is what the booklet's based on, but both can be got at livingwaters.com.
1: That's an excellent title, by the way, uh, because uh, most folks, I'm I'm assuming, when they are dying, even most of the most seasoned of Christians are, to some level or another, fearing death. In fact, there are some people who, unfortunately, are not fearing death, and they should be. Uh, But uh, what an excellent title, and uh, I am going to have to order some of those myself. Uh. I'd like you to, if you wouldn't mind, before I go to any more listener questions, because I want to make sure that the most prominent things uh, in your new book, So Many Lines, So Few Daniels, that you want to cover are covered before uh, I take up too much time with listener questions. Now, I love our listeners. And I love their questions. But if you, but could... I would
2: love to talk about something that's on my heart that's just off the subject, but it is on the subject, if I may do that. Uh, definitely. Yeah, about uh, six months ago, I began thinking about the coronation of King Charles and how on on May the 6th, during the church service, he's going to reach out and put his hand on the Bible and swear before God to uphold the biblical truth of salvation by grace through faith without works. He's going to be given two swords during this church service, the Coronation Church Service in Westminster Abbey, two swords, or three swords, but one is a blunt sword, the sword of mercy, another sword is a sharp sword, the sword of God's justice. He's going to carry an orb, which is a globe with a cross on the top, which is symbolic of Jesus Christ having reign over the whole earth. He's going to wear a robe, which is symbolic of the robe of righteousness. He's going to have a crown with four crosses on the top placed on his head. He's going to be anointed with oil, symbolic of the Holy Spirit coming upon him. All these are symbolic of Christian things to do with God, the Bible, and Jesus. So what's going to happen during this church service is the whole world is going to go to church. They're coming to church. They're going to witness all these things. There are actually 10 things that will take place during this two-hour church service. So I began thinking, wouldn't it be great if we published a gospel track that looked like a 50-pound note with King Charles' image on the front and the gospel on the back? And so I, I created a very short video to send to my team to tell them the vision and say, look, this is huge. Americans don't realize how huge it is, but it's massive. Hundreds of millions are going to tune into this church service via the Internet and via television. It's going to be broadcast worldwide. In fact, the BBC have waived any fees when it comes to broadcasting this church service and the coronation. I thought it would be great if we could print these gospel tracts and them out. So I made a video, sent it to my team. Just after I sent it, I got an email from someone, and this person said, What are you working on? So I sent him the video. He gave $200,000 towards it. I showed the video to someone else who gave 100,000. Showed it to someone else, they gave 50,000. And so, what we're doing is that we've created a website where Christians can get these tracks free of charge. We've had 6 million printed. They're really beautiful tracks. We've had 3 million printed in England by our agent. Already 2 million have gone out. We're making these available free of charge, and we pay the shipping no charge for shipping the tracks to Europe, to Australia to New Zealand and to the United Kingdom and throughout the United States. Nearly 2 million have gone out in the U.S. or been booked to be sent out in the U.S., We've said to Christians, come to London, and 1,800 Christians from England have signed up to go and give out tracts at the coronation because millions are going to line the streets, and over 500 Americans have committed to go to London to do this. We're having a, we're having a meeting there the night before, a, a celebration, an equipping celebration, so we're very excited. What we're doing is what Paul did in Athens when he quoted Greek poets. Why would Paul quote Greek poets, godless poets? Well, he was speaking to the Athenians, and he was using them as a bridge to reach them with the mother gospel. That's all we're doing with this coronation. We don't think Prince Charles is, or King Charles is a godly man or anything like that. It's a non-issue. We're just using, using this as a bridge to reach the lost, and people are going to grab hold of this tract because it's memorabilia. It looks appealing. All we're doing is explaining the gospel, which is what Charles is upholding during this two-hour church service. So people can get information on how to get these tracts in England and Australia New Zealand or anywhere in Europe and in the United States It's free of charge, and we pay the shipping by going to livingwaters.com forward slash London, and you'll see all the details of what we're talking about, but I am super excited. You know, the problem I've had is that most Christians will immediately say, we have our king, Uh, we've got Jesus, we don't bow to another man. Yeah, but the world does. The secular media are fascinated. I mean millions tuned into the funeral of the queen. How much more the coronation of a king where he's in a gold coach and putting his hand on the Bible. And uh, so the world has an insatiable appetite for anything royal, and we need to take advantage of it because never in history before has... Millions of people have millions of people gone into a church service for two hours to hear about God, Jesus, and the Bible. So we need to be ready, and so we're just ordering another million tracks Uh, in Australia, England. They've just ordered another million, and already I think nearly four million have gone out free of charge, and we pay the shipping. Livingwaters.com forward slash London.
1: Wow. Well, and you know, I wouldn't underestimate the fascination that Americans
2: have for the royal family. As well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Ken, Ham. Ken Ham put it, when I told Ken Ham about it, we're buddies, he said, you know, this is so big. If during that church service that's being broadcast live, the president dies, they will not cut away from the service because they know the fusion. They know how fascinated people are with royalty, especially Americans. They're incredibly fascinating. What, you know, what do they eat? What do they wear? Who's going with who? Well, how much more will they tune into the crowning of a king? And as I said, he's going to carry a scepter like David carried, like Solomon carried. He's going to be in a gold coach with people calling out, God save the king, as they did with David and Solomon. So this is tremendously fascinating for the world, and it's a great unprecedented opportunity for Christians.
1: Amen. I think uh, especially for some reason women here in the United States are fascinated and want to hear anything they can about the royal family. I don't know why. Yes. Um, Well, you've already said that you don't believe uh, King Charles is a godly man. What about his mom? Uh, every Christian that is an apologist or uh, an author or just someone who I highly admire as being a learned brother, uh, they all say that they believe that she was the real deal, that she was a genuine sister in Christ. What What are your thoughts on that? I know you can't read minds and hearts, but what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, well, it's a contentious issue. If you say the Queen was a Christian man, you get people saying, "When she was a teenager, she she was at a Druid festival, and there's photos." Yeah, we've all got a past of some sort that we wouldn't like made public. We've done things in the past. We, I, I know she went to church uh, regularly every every uh, um, every week. She was very very uh, forgiving, as a Christian should be. She always had a Christmas message that she wrote herself, which exalted Christ. Billy Graham was convinced of her um, spirituality. And even if she was a, a, like an Anglican Christian, and I know there are many that are what call, uh, called Christmas and Easter Christians, where they've got a, a semblance of faith in Jesus as an historical figure, even though that may have been the case, we just don't know. We don't know what happened to her in her last six months of her life. When she's that old, you're always thinking about your own death, your mortality. So we don't know if she's reading the scriptures daily and crying out to God and having to repent in heart. So I think when it comes to people's salvation, uh, we've got to be very careful. We don't say, look, she's in hell because she was at a Wizarded Druid festival when she was a teenager. Crazy stuff.
1: And we have uh, Susan Margaret in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania, who asks, Have you seen the Jesus Revolution movie yet? Should I see it? and do you recommend it? Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I've got a friend that saw it, and he was a big fan, but he was very, very disappointed that it doesn't contain a gospel message. There's no exaltation of the cross. There's no Christ died for our sins, rose again on the third day. There's no expounding of God's law to show what sin is. There's no mention of Judgment Day. There's no mention of the reality of hell. And if I had had a finger in that pie because it's a wonderful, wonderful story and a very well-made movie and great acting, man, I would have made sure the gospel was in there more than anything else because unsaved people see it, false converts see it, and I would have taken advantage of the opportunity. And, uh, but I know it's, it's, uh, it's well made, and it can be great entertainment and good music and a wonderful story. How's that?
1: Yeah, I saw it last night, and I have the same exact assessment of your friend. Um, in fact, folks, if you want to mark on your calendars, Thursday of this week, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be interviewing Pastor Gary George of Sovereign Grace Chapel in Southbridge, Massachusetts, on this movie we're going to do a review of this movie and we're also going to hear about uh, Gary's own testimony he came to Christ during that whole Jesus revolution movement in the 60s and early 70s so we'll be hearing all about all of those things
2: and he so, way, so did I uh, Chris I came through that Jesus revolution 1972 I uh, smoking true. banana peels during the time because the hippies <laughs> <were> so <laughs> stupid Were you really smoking banana peels,
1: or is that a slang term?
2: We heard heard the hippies were doing it in uh, California and San Francisco, so someone got one and we tried it and it was stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never even heard of that. Uh, but, uh, But we are going to our final break. It's going to be a lot more brief than the other breaks, and if you want to join the people, the several people that are waiting online to have their questions asked and answered by Ray Comfort, uh, send in your email as quickly as possible because we are rapidly running out of time. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Chris Arnson at gmail.com give us your first name at least city and state and country of residence. Don't go away. We're gonna be right back after these messages.
3: James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend, Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Bodie Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Weiss, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnes and Iron Sharp and Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code g 3 S I R. For your 30% discount off the registration fee.
8: Day at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit L-I-Y-F-C dot org. That's liyfc.org. dot org.
9: We here at Iron Sharpen's Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewellery created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewellers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewellery design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product. They're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit RoyalDiadem.com. That's RoyalDiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewelers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family, thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio.
4: McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group, and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnson's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the Secure Calm Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Armson's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron radio on the air.
5: Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com
6: The Prince of Preachers Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly and beneficial grace and peace to all the iron sharpens iron listeners this is tony with thestandardbeardcare.com try right, thestandardbeardcare.com is a christ-exalting better known and simple name in beard care so if you have a beard know a guy with a beard or ladies if you're married to a man with a beard head over to thestandardbeardcare.com check out the vast array of all natural handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural manly and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48 and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Harson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com where the standard is the standard.
7: I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism, It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com. For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit HeritagePresbyterianChurch.com, HeritagePresbyterianChurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you.
16: Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page, we are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keach's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reformed Rookie podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Evinio, and thanks for listening.
13: Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth, Love, Parent, and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com.
15: Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona. Taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron Financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com.
8: Every day at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org.
3: James White of and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessial in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com That's ptlbiblerebinding.com Welcome back. We have uh, Joseph in south-central
1: Pennsylvania who has a question for Ray. Uh, Ray, would you please outline one, two, or three of the most problematic, problematic areas in which you see Christians evangelizing today?
2: What are we getting wrong? Well, that's a great question. Um, if you check out the websites of most Christian churches, where they talk about salvation of the lost, they talk about a wonderful plan. This is going to grate a lot of people, but it's it's important to realize. The wonderful plan, God has a wonderful plan for your life, is nowhere in Scripture. The Bible speaks an abundant life. Uh, Paul's life was full. That word abundant just means full. It was full of beating, stoning, shipwreck, and, shipwreck, imprisonment, and martyrdom. If you think the Christian life is a wonderful life, and that's what you use to hook people in, Uh, Lean down and whisper to Stephen as as he's being stoned to death. this is part of the wonderful plan. Or James as he is beheaded with a sword. Wonderful plan. Or John the Baptist as he is being beheaded for standing up against Herod and his violation of the seventh commandment. Or talk to the 11 apostles who were murdered for their faith. Or read Fox's Book of Martyrs for bedtime reading. Or read scriptures that speak of the entering of the kingdom of God of being of much tribulation, Or where Jesus said, you shall be hated for my name's sake and the time will come when people will kill you thinking they're doing god a favor or all who live godly in christ jesus shall suffer persecution the christian life is not a bed of roses it's got lots of thorns there's tribulation temptation and persecution around every corner the christian life uh, doesn't guarantee a smooth flight but it does guarantee a safe landing so i think we should forsake the proclamation of a gospel that's not found in Scripture, and if you still want to hold on to it instead of doing what Jesus did in Mark 10, verse 17, let me reason with you one little anecdote. Imagine you've been commissioned to preach to a thousand people in the World Trade Center uh, building, 100-story, the night before... September the 11th and as you look at the vast sea of faces in front of you, you realize that every one of these thousand people are going to die horrific deaths some will jump onto the sidewalks of unforgiving sidewalks of New York from a hundred stories, others will be burned alive with jet fuel and others will be crushed as that building falls to a point their bodies will never be found so as you look at them and you know they're going to die horrific deaths within 24 hours, are you going to say to them, God has a wonderful plan for your life? You can't say that to people who are about to die. No, you'd say something like this, oh, please listen to me, because you don't know when death is going to seize upon you, and after death, the judgment, and you have to face a holy God on the day of wrath. You considers lust to be adultery, hatred be murder, lying lips are an abomination to him. And the Bible says all liars are their part in the lake of fire, no thief, no blasphemer, no adulterer. No, four, I fornicate. No, I'm sexual. Well, inherit God's kingdom. If you die in your sins, you're going to end up in hell, and that horrifies me. I love you, so please listen to what I'm going to say. Even though you're under God's wrath, the Bible says he's rich in mercy, and he provided a savior who took the punishment for the sin of the world. We broke God's law. Jesus came and paid the fine. That means God can dismiss your court case. He can legally dismiss all the crimes against you, and let you live forever. He can take the death sentence off you, all because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. What you must do, according to Scripture, is repent and trust in Jesus. Turn from sin and trust in Jesus. Turning from sin won't save you. Trusting in Jesus won't save you. What will save you is God's grace, amazing grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works least any man should boast. So that's what what you would say to people who are about to die. And as you look at the vast sea of faces that surround us on this earth, people are going to die, 150,000 every 24 hours, swallowed by death. Many will die horrific deaths. They'll die in car accidents where the cars catch fire, or they'll die of some terrible cancerous disease so you shouldn't talk about a wonderful plan Nathan didn't talk about a wonderful plan with David who had violated the commandments he said you're the man why have you despised the commandments of the Lord and David then cried out I've sinned against God and sinners will never cry out I've sinned against God as long as you and I talk to them about a wonderful plan instead of doing what Nathan did instead of doing what Paul did where he said in Romans 2 you who say you shall not steal do you steal you say you shall not commit adultery do you commit adultery just Imitate Jesus. rich Rung ruler said, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus pointed him to the Ten Commandments in Mark 10, verse 17. Why? To bring the knowledge of sin, to diagnose the disease so the person would appreciate and appropriate the cure of the gospel. So that would be my answer, Joseph. Let's forsake this other gospel and go back to the way jesus did it and there's a teaching on this called hell's best kept secret that condenses what i'm telling you on livingwaters.com it's called hell's best kept secret it's free and it's on the bottom of the home page on livingwaters.com
1: now do you think also there is a danger that i have been hearing from some folks outside of my own theological camp primarily if not exclusively Uh, where they will say we should be involved in lifestyle evangelism. Now I know that we are all to live obedient to Christ and that the way we live uh, is very important. And The uh, epistle of James makes that very clear. Uh, It's not to be a word-only faith that we have. But at the same time, there are those pushing the idea that we don't need words at all. In fact, there is a regurgitation that I have often heard of a quote that is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. I don't know if it was really penned or said by him originally, but preach the gospel and use words if necessary. If if the uh, disciples, in fact, if, even if Jesus Christ himself lived by that credo, they never would have been executed other than obviously God the Father ordaining that execution. Uh, but the, there would be no Christian martyrs if if that's the way that they operated. But
2: what do you have to say about that issue? Yeah, I wrote an article called "Was Saint Francis a sissy?" and he certainly <laughs> was
1: <laughs> You brought me back to my uh, days as a Catholic school student in grammar
2: school. <laughs> Yeah, he was bold. It's attributed to him, but he'd probably be horrified because how can you go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature if you don't open your mouth? The disciples said, we cannot but speak that which was seen and heard. How shall they hear without a preacher? And if someone's house is on fire, you don't walk up and down the outside their house and trying to attract them out by your clothes or your lifestyle or how you're walking you'd run in there and yell get out of the house It's on fire and so if we really love sinners we will approach them we'll warn every man that may present every man perfect and we do that by speaking and using the words that god has given us that's what the gospel is it's a, a spoken word
1: Praise God. Well, we are out of time, and I want to make sure our listeners remember that if you want to find out more about Ray Comfort, his writings, his ministry, uh, his speaking engagements, go to livingwaters.com, livingwaters.com. I want to thank you so much, Ray, for being such a superb guest as I knew you would be. I look forward to your frequent return to Iron entrepreneur Iron Radio. Please, not, let's not wait years again before you return. Uh, I want to thank everybody who listened today, especially those who took the time to send in questions. And by the way, everybody who sent in questions has won a free copy of So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, compliments of Baker Books and compliments of CVBBS.com. Even if I forgot to mention that after you sent in your question, uh, everybody wins one of those. And uh, I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior then you are a sinner.